the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. <laughs> you know, it's, it's something else when, when you get, you know, love mail that comes into the studio. It pretty much talks about you using a lot of black vernacular and that um, sometimes that you can't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Uh, one of the things that I, I definitely try to do is I really, truly try to articulate my words. Um, but I think sometimes what people don't under, don't know about me is that I've had a lot of head injuries, and I think I've explained that on this show before. I've been pistol-whipped on the left side of my head. I've fallen downstairs as a child. Um, I've, gotten, I've been hit with a bat in the back of my head that required multiple stitches. I got hit with a crowbar in the back of my head that required a lot of stitches. Um, I just love the, the very... Um, lovely letter. I, I, I want. I just want to read a portion of it, maybe towards the end, you know, because most of it I can't see. So I have to put on my readers because I'm a little blind now too. And he says he starts by saying, "But your main biggest problem is that you're not separating your words, but rather slurring them, and you're not pronouncing them recognizably." He spelled that wrong. Clearly, clearly is what he was trying to say, and distinctly. Frankly, you're speaking in black vernacular, and it's not my fault. I can't follow you. If you're happy with a black-only listenership, keep doing what you're doing. But if you'd like to address all Chicagoland, please speak English. Thank you. Norman from Rockford. Yeah, there you have it. So now, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't speak the English the English language, which I have said on this show multiple times. Why? I've had a lot of head injuries. And, you know, due to having a lot of head injuries, sometimes some certain words I cannot speak fluently. And uh, Norman from Rockford, thank you so much. I'm sure you didn't know. You probably didn't know that because you probably don't listen to the show as much. But I do. I digress. (laughs) Off Daddy, I love it. I love it. I love it when I get mail. Uh, especially mail like that, um, when people really don't know why you why certain things happen to individuals or why I can't say certain words, but it's neither here nor there. I um, I do my best. 
I come here. I come here on the radio show to have fun. I come here to educate people. I may not be one of those people that, you know, go after people and name call and all of those natures because that's just not in my nature. I don't believe that's, in my opinion, um, I like to educate people. I like people to have fun because people are going through a lot of things right now, Off Daddy. I'll bet if Norman went to church more often, he'd be able to understand you better. Oh, or, or probably get a better radio. Yeah, he could get a better radio. <laughs> or maybe listen to the stream. I, I think he's having audio fidelity issues. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Audio fidelity issues. I love that, Off Daddy. Um, but, you know, we, we're gonna, I think we're going to have a, a, a good show today. Um, I invited one of my good friends, longtime friends, a friend of 16 years, uh, because he's a, he's a very smart individual and somebody that I've spent countless hours um, talking, debating. We have so many debates on so many different issues. We don't always agree. And he, us, he usually cusses me out because <laughs> because he, he, he doesn't agree with what something I say. I, I keep it civil. He, he, he doesn't agree with something I say. But that voice you hear is my friend, Dr. DJ Scottsburg, also known as the Pie Doc. Welcome to Black and Right. You've called, you've called into the show many a times. I have, uh, especially when there, there have been conversations related to education and education law. Um, you know, there's a... Uh, a, a mentality of, you know, just because I went to school, I know how to run the schools. And so when I hear um, some misnomer and misinformation on the show, I, I call in specifically, like you said, to help educate and yeah. clarify for the audience. So, you know, for me, it's not a matter of, you know, picking needles at any of, of the listeners, but I want to make sure that whatever message is coming out as relates to education yeah. is is clear and understood. Yeah, so. be, because because as, we, as we've seen in the last two and a half years, there's been so much um, that has transpired through education and so many decisions that have been made. And, you know, I used to run a lot of that stuff by you mm-hmm. because one of the, uh, you, you're also a former school superintendent, former principal. Uh, were you assistant principal too? I was an assistant principal. I was an assistant director of curriculum instruction, assessment, and technology. I uh, taught math at the community college level for 14 years. I've been teaching a master's degree programs um, for master of arts and ed leadership, curriculum and instruction, reading, which you still currently do. At, at I, I still do. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And I still teach master's classes. But um, yeah, so I've been in the field for over 25 years and a um, little bit of experience teaching um, and having worked directly with kids as young as early childhood all the way up through master's degree. So yeah, a little bit of a span. So so what are your thoughts about, you know, what's happening now? Some there's there are certain school districts who are saying uh, now you being a former school superintendent. Um, they're saying that we may go back to masks. Um, if, if Dr. Scogsburg was, were still running a, a school district as a superintendent, what should, what would you do when it, as it pertains to teachers, students, and the mass mandate? I, I think for me, it, it really boils down to, at this point, personal choice. Um, you know, I, I think back to, uh, when I was a superintendent and I would receive uh, religious exemption requests. Well, you know, I, I'm all in favor of that, you know, it, falls under the First Amendment, and I have had parents who have, have written religious exemption letters because they, you know, didn't want to get um, their children immunized for faith-based reasons. And there are other children who can't get immunized because of uh, immunocompromising uh, situations that they have medically. You have to take all of those things into account. But, you know, my thought about um, the, the mask mandate, if school districts or school boards d- decide to go back in that direction. I disagree with it. I should think it should be a matter of personal choice. If yeah. you as a teacher want to wear a mask, so be it. If yeah. you as a paraprofessional, fine. If you as a student, fine. 
and actually, um, my own children. Um, yeah. My son did when when the kids finally got back to school uh, in this last school year. My oldest child did not want to get uh, vaccination. She still hasn't. Um, and when she's majoring in education and when she goes into a school, she's required to wear a mask. So she does wear a mask. My middle child wanted to wear a mask when when she went back to school. Um, and she's also going to be an education major starting this fall. But my son did not want to get um, the vaccine or um, wear a mask. And so I supported all of their decisions um, as, as individuals and, and respecting their rights. I, I am so grateful that I have uh, you know, since retired from that K-12 arena yeah. and not having to sit in, in that superintendency because the boards are getting so much crazy pressure. But, 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 that trickles down to to um, the superintendent as well. But wait, wait, wait. But how much of, of that responsibility did the superintendent abdicate to the board, to, to the governor? Or to the political pressure. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of, of um, school leaders, superintendents, principals, whatever the case may be, going all up and down that administrative chain that did abdicate that responsibility. Uh, many of them, you know, for fear of losing their job. But I, I know a number of colleagues that specifically left the public arena as administrators and went private because of the pressure and and having to force children to wear masks. Yeah. So, but you know, it's it would be like, well, are we going to start in forcing people to wear masks if there's a chickenpox outbreak? Right. Uh, you know, we didn't do it for uh, SARS or um, swine flu or the because Asian you dealt flu with that or, as a superintendent. Absolutely, I did dealt with that as both a principal and a, then as a superintendent yeah. when when you have you know cyclical outbreaks of different things and. You know, you go through mitigation process. You make sure that the rooms are scrubbed down, and you, know, you 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 keep moving forward. My concern is that with all of this masking and everything else, you're going to see a, a, a tremendous decline in natural immunity uh, from that herd immunity yeah. um, component. And you know, it, there there are folks on the the left that you know you, you and I have said all all along. They they try to redefine things. Um, you know, language most, most recently. Well, yeah, it's manipulating the language yeah. to control the message and. You know, it's most recently with even the the White House's redefinition of the We're going to get into that. We're definitely going to get well, into that. Yeah. So I may have to pull out a dictionary and send that into the White House press secretary just so she she has it as a reference. But, um, so yeah, I, I think I, I also found some audio. I think I sent it to Hoff Daddy that showed um, during the um, Trump presidency how they were defining what a recession was. The media, all these different, the montage of all these people saying. What a recession was, and then you look up today. Oh well, you know that's not really a recession. Exactly. Come exactly. on, come on, man. <laughs> Two know. negative quarters of GDP growth is not uh, the technical definition of recession. It's not the definition that economists have traditionally uh, relied on. The definition of a recession is a decline in output for two consecutive quarters or about six months. A recession is just two consecutive quarters of economic decline. When we talk about the possibility of a recession, what is a recession? A recession is two. Yeah. They get the def- they get the redefined words and the right just allows them to. And that's I think that's a big problem what we're dealing with today. Well, the, I think the right is starting. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the Pi Doc himself, Dr. DJ Scogsberg. Uh, but, but DJ, you know, you and I, we, we, we discuss a lot about the, the monopolization of language and how the left understands it in a way that the right, if they ever understood how 
the left changes languages. I mean, think about it. Global warming, global cooling. Uh, you think about abortion, uh, pro-choice, a woman's right to choose. You know, they, they find it's like they, they focus group what words work better. Um, why is that a problem? And, and why do you think Republicans still don't want to have that battle in that arena? Well, I, I think that's where they fall short. Um, you know, to me, it's a, an abdication of, of their duty to ensure that there's effective communication of the message. And instead of calling out um, the redefinition of, of terminology, um, it, it, it allows the left to continue to do what it is that they're doing. And I, I think, you know, um, and we were talking um, the other day and um, even over break, the uh, conversation that Peter Ducey had with the uh, White House chief of staff, I, I mean, that's a perfect example where, you know, people are and it's not just Fox News. It's, She's got it's, it's, it's other media stations that are finally calling them out and it needs to continue. Yeah. But the media won't. We, we, we both know the media won't call them out. It's, it's shows like this. It's stations like AM 560 Salem Communications. Uh, and when you look in Chicago, the other station, you know, they, they're imploding over there. They don't know if they want to. This is they don't. It's like they're trying to build a WGN platform, mm-hmm. but. Still, the hierarchy is very conservative, and it's like we're the, we're the one station standing in the gap, fighting, pushing back against a lot of the left leftist lunacy that's happening not just here but across the country. Yeah, and I, I again, you know, it's it until the the media does its duty, which is to effectively communicate the truth whether it's in print, over radio, television, whatever the case may be, whatever that venue is, the media has a duty to effectively communicate the truth. And they have continued to manipulate the truth yeah. because of all of... of but the media the, won't do that. So well, in the meantime, what, what what are just everyday people, what should they do? Because we know the media, I mean, they're in the left's pocket. They, I mean, look at it. Look, I mean, come on. Come on, man. If, if, if this was Donald Trump, if this was George Bush, you know, they fell in love with George Bush after you left the White House. Right. But if this was Donald Trump and we're going through some of the things we're going through, do you think the media would 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 would, would trip over themselves trying to f- figure out words to come up with to the prote- protect Donald Trump? Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, but I think that's where we as a citizenry also have a duty to continuously educate ourselves. And, you know, part of that means um, looking at all of the information that's being presented and then actually filtering through it in order to really ascertain. But go and take a look at the facts. Don't look at at a lot of these uh, opining statements that are coming out of whether it's the mouth of the White House press secretary, the president, you know, one of his handlers, whomever. Um, And, you know, when you take a look at at some of these other uh, extremely liberal uh, television stations where, you know, they all seem to get the same memo. And I don't know yeah. if the White House sends out uh, a memo to each of those stations <laughs> and says, okay, so this is our new talking point. And so you'll notice when there's an issue that comes up, it's you can flip to any of those channels, yeah. and they're all saying all the same exact same. same verbiage. Did you hear that montage where where almost it was like 50 different news agencies across the country, and, and they all literally led off the news with the exact that same words? Yes. I mean, dude, that's... that I'm fearful... If we don't do something, now listen, I'm a First Amendment guy. I believe in the First Amendment. I believe in a free press. I just don't think we have a free press anymore. No, I don't think we do either. And and that's where I say the, the media has a duty to ensure not only their right under the First Amendment to, to have a free press, yeah. but with that right comes a responsibility. It does. To presenting the facts. Yeah. 
and and not manipulating the facts to control that political message. Or how about actually attaining your own information as opposed to simply copying? I get get an example from the other day. My wife sent me this. There's a screenshot of nine headlines about the chips bill passing in Congress. Every single one of them is the exact same thing. A bipartisan win for Biden. They all came out within three minutes of each other. Right. Those right. are all the all the different no, the news yeah. notifications she got on her phone. Yeah. So that's that's obviously either either copied and pasted from a press release, yeah. which is pr- maybe the worst thing, or or it's you know some sort of wire that's just been the AP right. Reprinted. Normally, yeah. normally where it's, it yeah AP it, it or Reuters one of the two or, yeah. yeah AP or Reuters where it normally it's originates. Just, it's depressing. There it there is. is no information. There are no reporters. No, especially reporters. I mean, you you look at okay, look at some of the stuff that has happened here in in the state of Illinois. Uh, not one reporter has reported on any of it. You 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 have these outside agencies or or or, or the feds who have come in to try to dig up all that's happening on Mike Madigan. None of that came from um, elected officials here in the state of Illinois. What does that say about us, DJ? Well, the 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 challenge that I have with the leadership in Illinois. Um, and, you know, whether it's Mike Madigan or, um, you know, Pritzker, whatever the case may, may be, I struggle with the fact that there is a constitutional officer in office, in the same office that Madigan's daughter held. Kwame Raoul has a duty to investigate all of the shenanigans that are going on. And yeah. he's not doing it. He's abdicated his constitutional responsibility as attorney general. Yeah. And that really bothers me. Yeah. Well, that's why Tom DeVore, you know, getting Tom DeVore in there is, is going to be a, a a huge thing. And and I don't know if you've been watching some of the stuff that he's been uncovering with um, Thornley, who who, who committed um, work comp fraud and, and things of that nature. Um, this has the potential to really blow up because in that in that in that conversation, they also said that Thornley sent a text message to J.B. Pritzker's wife about the situation. I mean, come on, man, that's. That's 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 huge news, right? Right. So once again, where's Kwame Raoul? Yeah, living up to his oath of office. Yeah, you know, Signor Signor says from from YouTube. He says 1984. What we're seeing is 1984. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to 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 the text, you know, because everything that's happening, as if you ever saw the movie, read the book, 1984 is is perfect. Is a perfect example of 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 where America is at the moment and where it's headed. Well, and I would even say it, it, it started with Animal Farm prior to 1984 Ooh. because, you know, all pigs are equal, yeah. but some pigs are more equal than others. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the, the mantra mentality of the, the literal, liberal partisans. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that movie? I think it's called They Live, Roddy Rowdy Piper. And if you put on these sunglasses, you're able to see a different world. And it's like, it's like uh, um, they had like all these words that you see and it was, um, they live. I think is, I think that's the, that's the name of it. I'll, I'll look, I'll look it up through in the break to see the name of the movie. But um, they they're basically these aliens who came to, to the Earth, and you can only see the aliens if you put on these glasses. You, you, I'm going to have to write that down because I've never seen that movie. But, but it, it, it but sounds it was, intriguing. Yeah, yeah. You've but, never seen They Live? No. Oh, come on. Oh man, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Well, it, well, so it was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sorry. I was screening calls. <laughs> He's doing his job, man. Yeah, and and, and it, they had words like obey, you know, subconsciously telling you what to do, and, and and you see that's happening through our media. You see that's happening through our movies because one of the best ways, one of the greatest ways 
to, to, to get something, to get the mass population to be agreeable and acceptable stuff is go through the movies, mm-hmm. go through the music. I mean, it, it has a way of, of, of basically trancing people. People get, fall under this trance and they, and they believe. And, and now you can't have an opposition opinion because tell me now, where's the opposition opinion today? Where is it? It doesn't exist. Why does it exist? Because people have abdicated. What their should we do to push back against that? Well, I, I, I think you know shows like this and and stations like this is is a good start. But you know, I I think back to when I was in high school, um, and and I would go to the bookstore every morning yeah. and I would pick up um, the newspaper. I would purchase the Sun Times and the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Uh, the sometimes historically a more liberal slanted newspaper, the Tribune generally a more conservative. And I struggle with the issue that the Tribune has basically slid all the way over to the same side as the Sun Times. And look, yeah. guess what? You lose your readers, yeah. readership. I mean, look at how much newspaper print has, has dwindled. It's, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I remember getting the Sunday Tribune and, you know, of course you check out the comics and the ads and everything else, but there was a lot of information in that newspaper. Yeah. I used to actually stand on the corner on 87th and that's came out wrong. I, I was just going to say, you might want to rephrase that. I used that. to sell newspapers at the newsstand on 87th and Halstead. And I remember, man, we 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 would literally sell out of newspapers, mm-hmm. um, especially Saturday and Sundays. We will. There were none left. I, there are no newsstands anymore. Do you know where a newsstands is? Newsstand? No, I've I haven't seen one. Yeah, in years. It, <laughs> but but again, it goes back to that abdication of responsibility. And the same thing goes for television media. Yeah. And and, and other radio media yeah. stations who have abdicated their duty. Yeah. To ensure the truth is guys hold the line i'll take your calls when we get back you're listening to black and white radio i'm john anthony he's the pie doc we'll be right back it's a travesty of a mockery of a sham of a mockery of a travesty of two mockeries of a sham this is black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer welcome back to black and right radio I'm your host, John Anthony. In studio, talking with my good friend, the Pie Doc. You know, we've been discussing this whole, how the left just, how they're able to just take words and give them new meaning, give it new power, and the right just simply just falls back. And DJ, one of the things that we, we, we failed to mention about how how these, especially these younger kids, um... We forgot to mention how education fashions this too. Education, and you know, even with being an, a you know a, a K twelve educator, but then moving on to be at at the collegiate level, you know, I I attended um, a private university in um, Christian based university in the western suburbs to get my master's and my doctorate, and it was at the time. I mean, my grandmother got her degree there in nineteen sixty five. Yeah, uh, and at the time extremely conservative yeah it is so liberal now and and i mean some of the things that i see my colleagues pushing out in their classes um you know teaching education finance but pushing a concept of social justice and critical race theory even in those courses i'm like okay there's a time and a place for that and you combat them you go oh i have you slick with it you're very slick with it but you still combat them well you know the 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 premise about you know uh, upper education is that it is a forum for which you can disagree yeah but come back at it with facts right and so yeah 
I'm I'm battling that's that. That's what education I, I, used to be. Absolutely, and and I I battle that on a regular basis. You know, when um, I had a, a colleague that uh, posted something on uh, Facebook um, about one of the most recent Supreme Court cases, which was. Uh, um, Kennedy versus uh, Bremerton School District, where the, the football coach had mm-hmm. been fired and he ended up getting his job back. Um, and, you know, I have had um, many conversations with my students about uh, First Amendment rights in the schools and particularly freedom of religion. Um, yes, there's an establishment clause. And, and you and I have talked mm-hmm. about the fact that, you know, um, the separation of church and state mm-hmm. line actually comes from the a Danbury letter, letter. The Danbury letter, um, January 1st of 1802. Uh, It's an amazing letter written by Thomas Jefferson to the elders of the Danbury Baptist Church. And he specifically said in there that he has a duty to maintain um, a a permanent separation between church and state. And, you know, it doesn't mean that religion cannot be present in a public school. There are a number of Supreme Court cases that But again, the left used that. that Correct. And and so they're trying to spin it and say, oh, well, you know, get ready because, you know, little Johnny's kindergarten teacher is going to be bringing in, you know, their particular faith. Well, that's not the case. You can actually teach religious text yeah. in, in a, a language art setting. But, yeah. um, well, let's let's go to the phone lines. David has a very interesting take here. David, welcome back to Black and Right. Hi, guys. Uh, uh Thanks for having me on. Uh, the subject that you're covering is free speech and the media, the slant of the media. Um, I have a bachelor's of science uh, from a four-year college, Northern Illinois. I had it for about 25 years. <clears throat> I worked at three different radio stations uh, in the, um, as a producer. One was a commercial writer. <clears throat> um, but I'm not, like, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a journeyman. I'm not a journeyman. You guys have more experience than I do. <laughs> but, but, but I went through the curriculum, and I, I see that the media slant, it, the source of it comes from, this is my opinion, Two basic sources. Number one, the, the uh, caliper, uh, I mean, the demands that the curriculum puts on the students is very low. <laughs> it's like one of the easiest majors. Like, no offense, but I had a very, I was a physics major, and then <clears throat> I went to communications. I had a very easy time skating through that. No problem, and other people around me <clears throat> were, too, while they went to the bars, like, on Thursdays and everything, you know. It was, it was, it's not a high standard, so it attracts, you know, people that just want to skate through, and so the standards, you know, kind of fall in the whole industry, because in my opinion, most of the people in the radio and TV industry, they have degrees, they have associates or bachelors, you know, so, um, and then the number two is um, American media corporations like Disney, you know, who owns ABC, they have sold their souls to the socialist countries like China in order to do business in said countries. So so they, along with that, they have to, you know, those since countries like China censor, they have to kind of bend knee to those countries in order to maintain that. So we have the people going in are slanted, and then the content has to be slanted in order to, you know, go into that new market. So how do we battle this? You know, that's... That's up and that you know that's up in here. I have my opinions, you know. So yeah. you know, I think we got to fight it in the culture. I think I think I think the battle is in the in the culture, and 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 I, I just don't see Republicans willing to engage in that fight, you know, or with those who are center right. And I think that's where you're seeing a lot of black black conservatives, uh, Latino uh, conservatives who are now engaging because they understand the culture. Now the question becomes: Will the Republican Party uh, embrace that fight in the culture? And 
you know, that's what I, I, Blex had always talked. He talked a lot about um, who's one of the YouTube listeners. He talked a lot about Richard Irving and winning and how that's part of fighting back in the culture. And the Republican parties, the Republican Party uh, uh, base didn't accept that. David, thanks so much for calling. Uh, every time you call, you know, uh, we always learn something. Um, Terry Mitchell, hold the line. I'll take your calls when we get back for break. But hey, did you hear about it? Somebody became a billionaire overnight. Oh yeah, uh, displays in displays. Hey, if if I know you, if you listen to the show, call a brother, and give a brother five dollars. Let me hold five. Missed it by that much. We'll be right back. And now more black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the Pie Doc. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Terry. Terry, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, um, um, maybe those uh, news reporters, like everyone else, uh, are afraid of losing their job if they say what they really think. Yeah. That's a true story. No, that's Terry, you're not lying with that because I know a few people who are still in the business and you know, they really don't talk a lot about, you know, what their political leanings are. And, and most of these people are right of center and they they just don't want to deal with the headache of going back and forth um, with the other the bosses and things of that nature. And so they're not so I, I don't think I wouldn't say that they're afraid. They just don't want to deal with the headache of having to have those arguments with their their colleagues. I think that's very true, especially in, in many other fields, even in education. Thanks uh, so much, you, Terry, where you've got you know, administrators um, yeah. who are so fearful of, of losing their job and then being blackballed. Yeah, and, true. you know, they, they spend all that time getting a master's or maybe even a doctorate degree and then have no way to use it. Um, so it does definitely come into play yeah. uh, as far as that fear factor. Is yeah, going back to that, somebody becoming a billionaire overnight. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine I, the, 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 the lump sum? Yeah. I mean, what, did, what they say, 700 and... How much have that? He's seven hundred eighty-six million or something like uh, that. I was at yeah, seven eighty-two, I think. Yeah, seven hundred eighty-two million overnight. But think also think about yeah. Did you see that document? What do you What do you bet it was Virginia McCaskey who bought that ticket in this plans? <laughs> and now all of a sudden that uh, that Arlington Heights project is going to move forward with gusto. Yeah, Lori Ledfoot's going to have a real uh, problem when the when the Bears finally the bears move. Are done. Bears are gone. Bears 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 are not staying in Chicago. Well, yeah, they've they've the city has turned its. I to our a second team, possibly yeah. Jacksonville, which is also a joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I doubt if a second team comes, though. Well, well yeah. if they do, the Chicago Bears have a veto, and they will have a state-of-the-art university that they'll be more than happy to lease out <laughs> every other week. <laughs> there you if go. you look at cities with two teams, you got L.A., uh-huh. New York. These are teams that share stadiums. Yeah, that's it's true. Not, it's not all that practical to have two separate Completely separate NFL venues. Oh, but you remember, Chicago had two teams at one time. They yeah. had the Bears and the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Bears right. played at uh, where Wrigley. Wrigley and, Field. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Daddy O Mitchell from Displays. Mitchell, did, you didn't win it, did you? Did you win? <laughs> no, I I did not oh, actually. On, uh, I don't gamble, but the place the place that was purchased is right down the street from me, so that's kind of funny. But oh. no, I did not buy it. A lot of people have asked me this morning, but uh, I just don't gamble. Okay. Um, Good I wanted on to bring you, up Mitchell. the attention. Thank you so much. I wanted to bring your attention that you guys brought up earlier about education. Uh, first of all, regarding uh, immunotherapy, it's the, the public is dangerously uninformed, especially the media. First of all, Pfizer wanted to lock up the findings for 75 years. 
on their recent vaccine. Last time that happened was the Warren Commission. How'd that work out? Yeah. Number two, immunotherapy by its nature, okay, it's subjective, meaning that whatever the response is totally different per person. And the reality is that nobody even questions the fact that there could be what I call an anaphylactic reaction for those vapid minded radical Democrats. That means you could die from it. Okay, so when they tell when they point to what I call the political canon about saying, oh, you got they don't know what they're talking about. Instead of Fauci focusing on frontline medications such as albuterol. Uh, by the way, COVID-19 is an inflammatory disease state. In other words, it, you have to have an anti-inflammatory agent such as budesonide or fluticasone. Uh, there are a lot of choices you could take. Instead of them talking about those frontline medications, because when you go to the hospital, Daddy-O, you know what happens? Those are the medications they're going to put you on. They're going to put you on a nebulizer of albuterol. And that's why in the first phase of, the, of, of COVID-19, during the Delta phase, McKesson ran out of albuterol. I wonder why. So when any of these idiots, and by the way, what it does, it influences policies in schools and yeah. in jobs. And then all this, this is manufacturing consent to start doing that. And I go, when people try pulling that with me, I lay them out. And I say, look, you have no idea. You're a bad-minded idiot. And I break it down. <laughs> and the first thing they say to me is, you're absolutely right. And I go, you know what? Next time, why don't you do some research? Because on stupid stuff, WCPT, when it first came out, I went through all the frontline medications. And everybody was laughing until actually one of the hosts, his aunt was a physician, and they said I was 100% correct. Fauci is an allergist. I have a background in respiratory diseases and asthma, okay? Plus, I have asthma my whole life, so hmm. I have a real direct, direct link to how we could have handled this. Yeah. Fauci, who told everybody, just go and get on an inhaled steroid and uh, albuterol, and that way, that would have kept that person out of the hospital. But no, no, there's too much money in these vaccines. Why was, do you think yeah. Pfizer and Moderna made billions? I was okay? just going to say that. Fauci's, you hear what I'm saying? Fauci's yeah. looking for that that next payout. Yeah. No, oh, he's he's going to be tired. And by the way, Fauci is an incubator for viruses. Okay? Yeah. He basically, the whole gain of function. Mm-hmm. The NIH, he out that out. He's going to get us banned on YouTube. <laughs> and what they did was this. This is what they did, okay? Yeah. They, took co- they took SARS and they interchanged it with a, an amino acid called arginine. And that's how they knew it could spread so fast. And we paid for it. Yeah. I'm talking about the taxpayers. Yeah. So listen here, Daddy O. There this it is. is. all nothing but a ruse. <laughs> that's what I was waiting on, Daddy O. <laughs> Thanks Thanks so much, that's all, folks. But he's, but he's right about how the, the educational component of that absolutely and and once again it goes back to my point you know even the general public has has abdicated its own responsibility to make sure that they're dutifully informed and 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 educated um i I, john i I brought in my extra blood pressure cuff i wasn't sure if we were going to have to have mitch come in to to check his blood pressure (laughs) you bum but but mitch uh listen i agree with you wholeheartedly and and i really appreciate the passion um that that you brought to to call he brings it every every to every show yeah even the even the progressive station he brings the passion um, he he talks really fast, but I mean I, I enjoyed his. He called in the Sean Thompson show the other day, and he he had a very good talking about the um, the former mob bosses. Oh, <laughs> you know, Sean thinks politicians here are mob bosses. Oh, well, yeah. you know, and he's, he's not too far off. Uh, you listen in the black and right. We'll be right back. We now return to black and right on AM five sixty. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Uh, 
Welcome back. Black and right. All right, Pada. Sir. Marvin Gaye or, wait, George Michaels. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm... Look, I, I know I know Pimp Daddy Verlon's not here with his yeah. red velvet coat, but I'm sorry. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Big time. There's no time. there's no question. Yeah. And you white. I, I mean come on. I'm a, Whitey, where's your hat? Uh let's go back to the phone lines real Seriously. quick. Uh let's go to Nancy from Chicago. Welcome to Black and Right. Nancy there? Uh, yes, um, I'm calling because I would like to know when it comes to this lotto money, how much is the state of Illinois to the exact penny will they receive to give to the schools so that the people's property taxes will not be raised? You'll get nothing in life. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And, and the, the doc, you, you former superintendent. Yeah, I, w- I will tell you, you know, one of the biggest uh, struggles, you know, um, let, let me start with school funding in general. And, and then I want to hit on Nancy's yeah. point about the, the lottery. When, um, you know, in 1970, there was a state constitutional convention which actually removed the state superintendency from an elected office. And yeah. at that same time, Article 10, Paragraph 1 clearly states that the state has the burden to fund public education. And since 1970, 52 years later, the state has never paid 51% or more of the the school um, funding. And the, the problem with that is that it then falls um, on, on, on the shoulders of local property owners. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it, are we going to see those, those uh, tax dollars from the state of Illinois coming in from the lottery? Um, well... You know, they may may pay it through some other What's way. The, do you know the percentage? I, I, I have to call somebody. I, I don't remember. I thought it was like, you know, 1% of... Uh, so they get 1% of what, 500-something million dollars? Whatever maybe? it is. Or, or maybe it's it maybe stop 10%. I don't know um, off the top of my head because... It's a travesty. Well, because remember, that, that started coming out when we were kids. I mean, you know, the, the when the lottery was established, the, 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 the big lotto, the yeah. five or six ball yeah. draw or whatever... You know, the, the it never reached a billion dollars, right? But, but the premise was that you know money was going to go help fund schools. Well, you know, the the General Assembly and and uh, plenty of governors have been dipping into the piggy bank of uh, you know teachers' retirement system, t- state university retirement system, all the different state retirement systems, either by a not paying their bills or dipping into it as a piggy bank in order to bail themselves out. So, you know, the the the, the corruption in this this state is just ridiculous. And you know, to to Nancy's point. As, as far as the funding is concerned, it was supposed to help ease the burden of property tax rates, and I, I for one, have they not, not seen they it. They haven't done that. I have not seen it. But, and, and, and Nancy, you still there, Nancy? Yes, I am. I think that the people should hold the state now with this um, big lotto win. Every single penny. There should be a um, an uproar this time. Yeah. This well, is a lot of money. You, you, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, the, the the greatest uproar is the ballot box. Well, we got to fix We got to bring some election integrity to that ballot box, uh, especially here in the state of Illinois. Uh, I said it. I've said it every time I've, I've been on the air. We got to get rid of election month. It has, it has to go back to election day. Thanks so much, Nancy. Absolutely. Um, but I, you know what? I, I, I think I'm going to call somebody that I know that's that knows a lot about the lottery because I want to know what percentage of it, because it, as, as it was found it, it was supposed to help with education, as to Nancy's point, to offset property taxes. Now, they I'm sure in their minds, they didn't see at one point the lottery getting to a billion dollars. And so what's that? What's that percentage, a mathematician? Um, what's that percentage of how if it was, if it was 1.3 billion 
and the payout is $762 million. What's that percentage that the state took? Well, I can tell you right now. So I'm looking this up. Uh, of the $6.8 billion in education funding the state appropriated for fiscal year 2019, which would be school year 2018-2019, $731 million, or nearly 11%, came from the Illinois lottery. Oh. But... We can talk about school funding in the next segment. Yeah. Oh, man. That's still not enough from what, what was designed well, no. to offset. You listening to Black and Right, Hour 2, coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Two of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. If you missed the first hour, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast, click on Black and Right, and you can listen to the show commercial free. I uh, would love for you to go and do that. Follow me also on all the social media platforms at Black and Right Radio. That's at Black and Right Radio. Would love to give me a like. Also, I'm, I'm literally 200 people away from having 10,000 followers on TikTok. You know what TikTok does? He sent me a community violation. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening out there in the social media world. Once you get close to a certain plateau, they come after you and send you all these community violations, uh, suppressing your ability to give your opinion. But they allow all this other d- junk and garbage on there. Um, that sounds shady to me. I mean, does that yeah. then prohibit them from monetizing uh, for you? Yeah, yeah, that's what it does. Oh. Yes, you get close to the monet- monetization like a, process. They, they must have gotten their uh, shell game expertise from the Democrats in Illinois. <laughs> well, that's where, you know, a lot I'm, of the buffoonery I mean, I'm starts. I'm saying, I'm saying. That voice you hear is the Pidoc, Dr. DJ Scogsburg. Um, DJ, if, I'm, if, did you see that the House passed the, what they what they call assault weapons ban? Yeah, I, I saw it. I don't think it has uh, a, a chance in Hades of, of making it through the Senate, but... I think it's a political stunt on on the part of Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic leadership yeah. to try to get people on record and and get a position. But um, uh, I was uh, reading an article this morning that basically said that uh, they're bringing forth some additional uh, legislation come August. So it's going to be real interesting yeah. to see what kind of setup they're trying to get coordinated in order to uh, ease the pain of midterm elections. Because yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a flip of both chambers. And and I'm and I'm I've also been told that the Illinois legislative bodies. They're not going to meet for us um, in the in the uh, fall, but they're going to have working groups to discuss abortion and possible two way. Uh, joining us to discuss more of this is my good friend, former NRA uh, lobbyist, and I'm telling you, if you want to know anything about two A related issues, you got to call Todd Vandermeij. Todd, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, dude, how are you? I'm doing well. I know I just called and said, "Hey, I need you on the show," so I appreciate that, Todd. Okay. <laughs> But but Todd but Todd you know people are up in arms they're they're afraid that you know this bill that just passed the house on so-called weapons uh, assault weapons uh, what's in this bill and and is do we have anything to be concerned about? 
yes, we have things to be concerned about because you have a whole bunch of congressional Democrats, a vast majority of the caucus, who are willing to thumb their nose at three Supreme Court rulings. Yeah. That they don't care. Um, I think we should be, you know, I agree with your other guests that it's a stunt for the time being. However, if the Senate Democrats retain the Senate and pick up one or two more seats, they might, they would need two to undo the filibuster. Yeah. Because Manchin and Cinema said they're not for undoing the filibuster, recognize that someday they will be in the minority again. So if the Senate Dems have a net gain of two seats in the fall elections, then there's something because, you know, we will walk into a new Congress, and if they retain the House, um, or, you know, depending on when things are, you know, you got a lame duck session, there's a lot of things yeah. that can happen here. So um, it, it, there's something to be, to be concerned about there with the politics of it. Uh, but this is this is a political stunt in some ways. Uh, but I think that they they've been seeing the polling on the midterms be horrible, and I think the Roe v. Wade decision is having some impact on that. Yeah. But uh, there was I just saw a poll, and, and abortion's not my issue. But they kind of manipulated the cross tabs to come out with the top lines that they wanted. So the other polls are saying the intensity on the Republican side of the ballot is is much stronger, much higher than what there is on the Democratic side. But you have uh, a whole bunch of you know congressional Democrats who have simply said that they don't care what the Constitution says, they don't care right. what the Supreme Court says, that they're going to ban as much or whatever as they want. Now the interesting thing is that since the New York decision has come out. <clears throat> There were four gun cases pending at the Supreme Court. All four were granted cert, and then the rulings were vacated and then remanded back to the lower courts with instructions to try again see New York. One of those was a semi-auto ban out of Maryland, which was quoted in the the committee hearings, and they... um, you know, they, they did a lot. I saw what they were trying to do in the committee hearings, but you've got that one. You've got one in California, and the Ninth Circuit has remanded. Mm-hmm. And you have a federal judge in Colorado who just put a TRO out on a local semi-auto ban based on the New York case. And TRO is a temporary so, restraining order for the folks in the general public. Right, and you know that those are not easy to obtain. No. That's right. a burden of proof to obtain one of those is pretty... You know, it's, it's, a difficult it's not impossible, test. but it's yeah. difficult. And for a federal judge to cite New York as being a reason that a temporary restraining order is issued against the enforcement of that, I think says a lot. Yeah. And Todd, I know that the Illinois General Assembly um, came out with a bill for ghost guns. Now, I know you're, you're FFL, Federal Firearm Licensee. Um, what, did that bill pass? Was it signed by Pritzker? And yeah, it, it was. It, was, it, it passed and was signed by Pritzker earlier this year. And again, um, I, you know, I'm involved with a couple of groups who are looking at a whole host of litigation. Um, we, you know, I have not finished walking through the Floyd Card Act, the Carry Act, and the uh, Deadly Weapons Act to, with my red marker to start changing, figuring out 
what can be stripped out. But, you know, they've got this working group going on. And I think here, here's part of the problem, John. I, I think they're looking at all the wrong they're asking all the wrong questions, looking at the wrong issues, because I think New York gives us the ability to eliminate the Floyd card. Well, it, it, oh, thank God. At, and, you know, I was going to ask it, you the, the, the question. This, this, to me, really goes back to the point of it's not a matter of law-abiding citizens owning guns. It, the issue goes back, especially with the ghost guns, to the criminals owning uh, ghost guns. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah. What, what, you know, th- this country has had a history of, fabricating and manufacturing their own firearms back to the founding of our nation because it was largely German uh, toolmakers who were coming over at that time that were forging firearms in small quantities because we did not have the manufacturing base to do it. We were largely buying our firearms from overseas at the beginning. And that's why, you know, Beretta, the oldest firearms company in continuous operation is in Italy. Wow. All right, all that wow. technology came over here. It was not born here. Now we had great guys like John Moses Browning develop and Sam Colt uh, come out of our country, but that manufacturing. So, if you take the New York standard of review, which is that it has to be uh, something that has an analogous regulation to 1791, or potentially, depending on how you read it. Um, 1868 with the ratification of the 14th Amendment. Uh, so let's look. There were no real regulations about manufacturing firearms in 1791. Right. Every lots of blacksmiths, the local blacksmiths made their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, let's go to um, seven, uh, 1868. Which John, you want to find this? The only rules about permits to purchase yep. and the like were part of the Black Code. Yep. So if the Democrats want to argue that the appropriate laws for regulation to look at to the appellate court or the state supreme court were those laws. So what you're saying is you supported the black codes, the Jim Crow laws, to stop free black people and freed slaves from being able to own firearms. Yes. That's what you're going to base your argument on. Yes. Yes. Todd, it's, it's always great talking with you because you bring out a very, you, you always bring out historical aspects of 2A um, that most people really don't talk about. And I know I, I really enjoy when I was in the General Assembly working on a lot of these bills because we, we we used to fight a lot, you know, uh, against the, the well, those coming after our guns. I am just getting warmed up on this stuff with New York. I had an encounter with the Naperville City Council last week. I'll give a can I give a plug out for well, my YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah, you will do that. So, uh, but we got to go to break, Todd. Can, can you just hold on for at least another two or three minutes? Sure, okay. Absolutely. Because I, I definitely wanted you to do that, but I also want you to give a message to the people, to the voter out there, what needs to be done. And what, how, how do we go forward with protecting our God-given right called the Second Amendment? You know, because I think that's very important. Yeah. You're listening to Black and White Radio. We're talking with Todd Vandermeid. I mean, you talk about a guy who understands this two-way stuff through and through. This is your man. Uh, you listen listening to Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. They want my soul to go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Got up a... It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I want to get straight into this because we're talking with Todd Vandermeide. Uh, He's a federal firearms licensee. He, I mean, everything 2A related. Uh, Todd, you also have a YouTube channel that you wanted to talk about too, right? 
Yeah, it's called Freedom's Steel, apostrophe S, steel like in steel beam, you know, S-T-E-E-L. And I started doing two-way videos up there, and I talked about the New York decision. I've talked about uh, Naperville a little bit. Um, I think I was the only guy in the country who, before New York came out, talked about that the chief judge, judge, John Roberts, let out a standard of review, a hint of that, when in a colloquy with the Solicitor General, he talked about why do we have to go back to 1791? Why do we have to go back to uh, uh, 1868? Why is it Heller the standard of review? And there was a standard of review that was enumerated in Heller that everybody ignored. Right. Um, and the, the problem that I think the other side is going to have going forward the burden of proof is on them. That's what Justice Thomas said. Yes. It is presumed to be covered by the Second Amendment. The state has the burden of proof that it's not. But he talked about, you know, it elevates above all other, you know, all other interests, the right of law-abiding responsible citizens. And then twice in, in there, um, he used the term the Second Amendment's unqualified command. Wow. And so... When you talk about those types of phrases, I used to have a real question as to how um, the other side is going to get past that hurdle. I've talked to several lawyers and scholars. Um, We're not even at strict scrutiny. We're above strict scrutiny with the hurdles they are going to have to um, get past. And it is just, um, it's, it's mind-boggling yeah. in some ways. Todd, it, just a depth. Can, can you, no, 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 hold on. Todd, can you, um, what's the way forward? I, I got a guest that's coming on. What's the way forward and how do we, how do we, how do we continue to fight to make sure that the two, two A is not continuously violated? The easiest thing for gun owners to do, one, be vocal and get to know your state reps. And if you have an anti-gun... Don't mess the world. um, Then what you do is you need to walk your block. Yeah. If you live in the suburbs, one block on either side of your house, talking with your neighbors and telling telling them why um, this person is good, this person is bad in this election... And, you know, if you know that what their issues are, right. I mean, I think, you know, if every gun owner in suburbia walked their block and acted like a miniature precinct committeeman yeah. and just walked both sides of their block, one block either direction and talk to their neighbors, because the neighbors are going to be more responsive to you right. than him. I think this is, you know, uh, you know, and if and in the suburbs, if you have a Democrat, there's only a couple of good ones. Yeah. The rest of them are, are <laughs> gun grabbing, you know, socialist, <laughs> communist. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, with that, I mean, I can count on one hand the number of good ones. Yeah, that's true, especially when it comes to kids. guns. Uh, Todd, so, you know, Todd, give the give the YouTube um, um, name again. Freedom's Steel is my YouTube channel, and uh, I'm working on a new uh, video for this weekend about two way issues and all this and the court cases. Um, you're going to start to see stuff fly here in Illinois before too long. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, so sometimes you want to get together, we can just walk through that. But the other side has tried to hide behind, um, you know, that, you know, uh, Highland Park was yeah. left stand. 
2015, but that was 2015. Right. You know, we're 2022. And, they, and that one, they said healings were good enough. Right. That's true. Uh, Todd Vandermeyer from Freedom Steel YouTube page. Go over there and follow him. Thanks so much for calling into Black and Right, brother. See you, dude. All right, bye. Um, you know, <clears throat> you remember Yorkville Christian High School? Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to quickly bring them on because um, they're having a uh, Hoops for Hunger basketball camp on Saturday, August 6th nice. um, uh, for boys and girls who are K-5. through um, And I wanted to have uh, – Tim Schneider is, is, is the one that works over there. But I don't know who – Micah Sa- – Sha- what? Micah Schneiders. I got it. I see what um, – Oh Mr. my Rockford goodness, I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> I see what Mr. Rockford <laughs> is saying. But I wanted to have Michael Snyders in to talk about um, the camp. Uh, I, I was at the beginning when Yorkville Christian High School was, was first starting, and um, they run a very good program. They've already won championships and everything. Uh, Michael, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. No, no problem. So um, talk about the camp. Um, I, I wish I, I know my son uh, uh, when Aaron was over there. Uh, is Aaron still the principal there? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and my, Aaron loved my son because my son played basketball out there and, and did a lot of um, um, AAU basketball. And what's the camp for? I, I see that you guys are going to be uh, Chicago Bulls champion. Craig Hodges is going to be there. You got a lot of giveaways. What? Why, why are you guys putting it on the camp? Because this is the second annual one, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So. Um the, the way it really originated, uh, my grandpa, he worked in a grocery store uh, before I was even alive. And uh, he would always take any leftover items or, or even kind of buy some um, and, and donate them to local food pantries. It was a passion of his. And uh, growing up, my dad, um, he, would, he would run his own Hoops for Hunger camp, and I would kind of be his, his demonstrator, so to speak, and, and show how the drills are done, and, and he would run it. And um, now last year, because of all the different NIL rules and things like that, uh, we were kind of able to put it in my name now, and I was kind of able to take over. And, um, I mean, it's, it's been really neat to see growing up the effects that, that the benefits of this camp have had on people. And it's just um, it's really neat for me to just kind of be in a position where I can, I can give back and, and use basketball for something that's, that's really more important in the grand scheme of things. Now, who does a fundraiser and, uh, benefit? Yeah, so this year it's, uh, it's going to go to All God's People. It's an organization that feeds the homeless in the city of Chicago. And um, so my dad's been connected to them for a little while, and it's, it's a really, really great organization, and I'm really excited to, to be able to help them out. Yeah, You know, Mike, I was going to uh, also throw out, uh, you may want to uh, look into reaching out to Bags of Hope, which is a not-for-profit organization that has served a large, large number um, of children in the Plainfield area. But um, I guess I guess my question, you know, looking long term, because since this is the second annual, what do you see as as a key vision uh, moving forward? You know, five ten years down the road, to um, really expanding the the hunger camp. Yeah, no, that's a really great question. Um, I mean, honestly, um, man, that's a really good question. I really haven't even thought about that too much. <laughs> I, I guess. Sorry, it's the um, teacher in me just coming out. No, no, help. no, you're good. You're good, man. I'm. I'm I've been I've been really so focused on this year and just kind of learning from the things that went well last year and the things that we could have changed to make it a little more efficient and things of that nature. Um, I really think just just continuing to do this every year um, and then as as I get older and especially if there's a time where I'm done playing, hopefully that's not for a while, but um, 
I could I could even expand it to the to the point where I, I do it once a month or something like that or different locations. Um, that would be that would be really neat. But um, well, it's a gr- lot of it too. It's, just a, it's sorry, great. It's great. Ahead. No, it's great to to hear that you have a real vision for expanding this even further. And, and a lot of people don't understand how many millions of children actually live in food insecure homes. That's true. And and you know. Um, whether it's your organization or, or Bags of Hope, which is even in some of the richest zip codes, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I've I've worked. I I was an administrator in in Naperville, and I can tell you, I had a lot, a lot of students that really struggled with food insecurity yeah. in their homes. So you you never know. And and Micah, yeah. um, talk to us. Where can people buy tickets? Where can people? Where where is this event going to be held at? And yeah, so it's uh, it'll be at Yorkville Christian High School, um, and. So you can you can register the day of if you want. Um, we'll be taking registrations the morning of. We'll open the doors 45 minutes before the camp starts. And so the it's two sessions. The first one is boys and girls entering grades, kindergarten to fifth grade. That'll be from 10 to 11.30 a.m. on Saturday, August 6th. And so the doors will be open by 9.15. And then the second session will be boys and girls entering grades 6 through high school. That'll be from 12.30 to 2 p.m. Is there a link? Um yeah, and so then the link is uh, you can go, you can print a registration form at yorkvillechristian.com, the website. You go under an events tab, and there's a Hoops for Hunger link. And so you can you can print that out and fill it out and just bring it in the day of. Okay, Micah, I'm going to post this to all of my social media feeds, and let's hope you guys get a, because you guys are also champions. You won a championship in basketball. Yes, sir. So you guys yep. are, um, it's a good school, uh, great owners, uh, John and Michelle. Uh, thanks so much for joining Black and Right, and let's 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 sell it out, okay? Thank you. I really appreciate your time. And- no, no problem. Take care. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. To Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the Pi Doc, Dr. DJ Scogsberg. Um, Pi Doc, I don't know if you were watching congressional hearings with um, Congressman and AOC, Congresswoman AOC. No, I try to avoid her at all costs. <laughs> but I, I, I want to, because I know um, you are very close to what's called the Volknot. Yes. And I want you to hear, I'm going to play it in its entirety because I think it needs to be heard. And I know you don't like her voice, hey, but am I, am I going to have to take my gonna, blood pressure? You're going to have probably have to take your blood pressure <laughs> after this one. Um, because it, it just shows the sheer ignorance of people and how they try, how they try to attach words, imagery to fit their agenda and their narrative. You see the look right? of shock on my I, face. I, I do. So she was, there was uh, Daniel defense. Who's a gun manufacturer. Um, they were before Congress. And our good friend AOC had this to say. Listen. It's on. Okay, perfect. Uh, Mr. Daniel, you are CEO of uh, firearm manufacturer Daniel Defense. This photograph is from an advertisement uh, featured um, for your company. Do you know, I'd like to draw your attention to that red tattoo featured in your company's advertisement. Do you know what that tattoo is? Mr. Daniel? Uh, Madam Congressman, I, I, 
Congresswoman, I'm not sure this is our ad. Can okay. you show the whole ad? Is this our ad or someone else? Yes, this is your ad, uh, Mr. Daniel. This is an advertisement for your company, Daniel Defense. Well, uh, uh, Brand name not in not in the photo. No Brand. worries, no worries. So this is uh, it, no worries. This is featured prominently in your advertisement. <laughs> that tattoo. You've indicated that you don't know what it is, but Miss Sampson, uh, as an expert in this uh, area, can you brief? Now you you could barely make out. You, you, I, well, I was I was I showed it to I, you. Yeah, I was just going to say. I was like, she's she's completely manipulating this, you it, know, and and excluding it's, any. It's and, also and all zoomed. Context. Way in. Yeah. The reason he's saying, why isn't our logo appearing is because you're seeing about 4% of the page. Yes, because Because it's on the... uh, So, yeah, for anybody who's on the radio, obviously, we can't see it. But imagine there's a tattoo on the back of your arm, below your tricep, between your tricep and your elbow. That's about a three and a half inch space of skin. And And part of it's covered by a sleeve. Right. And and the guy is is aiming a weapon, right? He's away from the camera. Exactly. So it's obviously not the focus. Correct. And uh, and it, we really don't even know at this point whether it actually was part of their ad. Right. But I tried finding that ad. I, I, I couldn't. I could not find I it. I can't find it. I look for it as well. It could be that they've said, "Oh, okay. Now we realize there's an issue with this ad. We're going to take it down from whatever." So, but yeah, it's the internet. Yeah, I should have been able to find it. It sticks around. Uh, the only place I could seem to find it is on AOC's PowerPoint. <laughs> you know, you might be able to check it on that uh, Wayback Time Machine. Uh, yeah. For for uh, I did. History. Trust me, yeah. I did. Yeah, you yeah. Just in the mic. Uh, but she continues. Please tell us. Uh, what that tattoo is? That's a fall knot, and it's a symbol she, that has oh, been okay. increasingly embraced. Wait, it's a what? <laughs> okay, first of all, it's called Volknot. V a l k n o t or u t. It's spelled and, two or three different ways. But I, I, I've, I've um, got sir, what, are you mansplaining? Yeah, no, I'm not mansplaining. I'm trying to clarify the ignorance of the person who's who, who's, who's who's speaking. Yeah, I've got a I've got a Volknot tattoo. It's surrounded yeah. by the elder Futhark runes. Um, wait, raise it up again. I'm gonna uh, to those who are looking on social media. That's what a Volknot looks like, right there. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. it actually represents um, yeah. uh, nine worlds in in Norse mythology. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you mo- if you like the movie Thor, you're apparently right. also a white supremacist. Right. Yes, right. um, if you've read a book from, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, but wait, 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 Tolkien or well, yeah. but wait, 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 but wait, there's more. She continues oh, I know. by white supremacists. So, uh, Mr. Daniel, you may or may not know, but your advertisement just prominently displays iconography uh, associated with white supremacist movements. Wrong. Uh, I'd also, you can also find it in this other photo that I will be pu- pulling up right now. Uh, okay. uh, right there from January 6th, you can see the fall knot right there she on this uh, gentleman's God. chest. Uh, Mr. Daniel, yes or, new, or no, are you aware that your advertising department you uses Wait, no, imagery I'll, affiliated listen. with white supremacist movements in its marketing materials? Oh. Here's, no, here's the, ma'am, I don't okay, think no, we reclaiming do, uh, my time. Thank you. I, I apologize. I just have to move. Wouldn't even let him answer it. So she's going to um, imply that she's asking a rhetorical question yes. and then cutting him off. Won't even let him but he, here's the funny thing: the other photo that she shows of the guy that has a Volk knot on his chest uh-huh. also has Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer. Yeah, right. And and it is actually a religious symbol um, used in in Asatru, um, yeah. which and, is what you follow. Uh, correct. I I'm, I'm an scribe a, 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 a Satruar. Uh, well, Norse heathen, Norse pagan. I mean and. What a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, um, it, 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 I will say it's a true statement um, that Nazis uh, in, in World War II, the National Socialist Party in Germany, actually took a lot of these symbols as part of their purification of the bloodline and w- relied right. heavily on Norse 
mythos in right. order to Swedes, go ahead. Which is what you are, Swedish. Swedish. I'm Swedish, Norwegian, German, yeah. um, Danish. Um, but you know, the the thing is, is that there. The concept of, of Asa True, it really is based in, in what we call the nine noble virtues. So, you know, courage, truth, honor, fidelity, hospitality. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you stopped by my house? Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. Hey, come on in. We're eating. I'm just <laughs> finishing dinner. Sounds like white supremacy yeah. to me. Right. And, and but industriousness, self-reliance, and steadfastness. And it, it, it oh, my blood pressure. Wait, I wait, can wait. feel it going up. But, but, but I want to I talk more about this after the break. Okay. Because the, the whole point is she just took something she has no idea about. None. And now it's it's a part of white supremacy because they said because they manipulating the vocabulary. It. You listen to Black and White. We'll be right back. Oh. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and White. So off that it, we found out what the Pipe Doc's point of, of frustration is. It's AOC. Oh, it's ignorant. So go it's, ahead. It, go it, what you repeat yourself. What? I said, but you repeat yourself. Right. He, you said it was AOC. He said it was ignorance. And okay. Well, it's both. I don't differentiate oh, yeah. between those two. <laughs> Synonymous, one and the same, right? So it, you uh, you took your blood pressure during the... Uh... Yeah, I, it jumped up to 184. 184. I pumped those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Wait, your heartbeat went from what? 74 beats? It went 74 up to 85. Hey, look. Just, just after listening, uh, what is this? Try this Uh-oh. 120 life. It's handing over Did 120 I, life. Try that 120 life. I'm telling you, it's going to take it down. Oh. I, I try. I didn't. I tried it, and they they don't sponsor my show or anything. They I tried it, and it really works. I, I don't care what uh, Hoff Daddy says, but but the point, um, Pidoc, is they use this. This is this is how this is how they fight in the culture. Well, sure they do. My question is, where is AOC standing up for Christians? Right. Why is she not calling out the democratically fun, uh, uh, founded? Q Klux Klan that burns crosses. Still to this day. Absolutely. Yeah. So is the cross now a hate symbol, even though it represents the faith of millions around the world? Perfect. Who who come together in peaceful congregation to yeah. celebrate their faith? Yeah. How is that any different? Why are you coming after my religious symbols? Just because some clowns go ahead and take my, my yeah. religious symbols. Do you know the swastika is actually a, uh, is a form of a sun wheel? Yes. Actually, Hinduism also has a form of a swastika. swastika they do. So... I mean, when I was an administrator in, in Naperville, I actually had a, a lady who was uh, Hindi, and during one of their religious um, celebrations, they were marking up the cars and putting symbols on the cars. Well, some person came into the school saying, well, somebody put a swastika on so-and-so's car, and I'm like, okay, yeah. this is ignorance. Okay, I understand yeah. why you're saying it, but people don't understand. Swastika actually means absolute truth and is a symbol of life, but it was bastardized by yeah. the Nazis. Um, the SS symbol on, on the SS troops hats, those are Elder Futhark runes. They're part of the Old Norse alphabet. But, you know, unless you take a step back and you educate yourself, right. you feed into the Come ignorance. On, you think they want to educate themselves on this? Because, because there's something far more sinister. What's, what, what are they saying? What did, uh, was it Blinken? Secretary Blinken? What did he say was the, the, the greatest threat to America? White supremacy. White supremacy. Yeah. So you see how they, they, they try, and, and then what are they talking How's about? How's that working for Black Lives Matter? But what are they talking about? Right. They, this guy was shooting uh, an AR, I believe. Right. And so they want to tie AR to white supremacy. Then they want to, you, 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 see, you see the pattern oh. that they use? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another a script flip. But, you know, that goes, goes back to the point of, um, yeah, how, how is that Luton working for the white supremacists in, right. in, in Portland? <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'm just asking. Right. Or even in Chicago. Right. But it's, it's just, it, 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 I'm just confounded sometimes 
just how people and, and and guess what? People will just lay down and say, "Oh, that's just yeah, it's it." Take it for what it is. No, that's not right. push back. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I I almost wonder if I should uh, send a letter, a letter of complaint to to the uh, House of Representatives uh, claiming um, uh, religious hate on her part. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah. yeah see, right. messing with the wrong man, Jamba. Okay, so so uh, <laughs> see Mar- see Marie. Marie's trying to start some stuff. Marie is trying to start some stuff. She knows the troublemaker's not here. So now she oh, wants to start. Marie, but she's calling it from Kenosha. I know. Marie, welcome back to Black and Right. Look at you. See, you know what? I, I thought twice about taking the call. You know, Just you so we know get... where to direct our complaints. Is it Wisconsiners or Wisconsinites? <laughs> well, it's Wisconsin, Wisconsiners. Wisconsinites. Wisconsinians. <laughs> and, and, and you've got to remember the first time I called. I called to tell you just how much I love your show. Yes. And, you know, you were still kind of new and... And all that good stuff. But uh, you mentioned your high blood pressure. And for the last couple Saturdays, you've been saying that you've been taking, um, I don't know if it's in the refrigerator there or something, life. but Dan's got, Dan's got a stash there and you've been taking it. Oh, I've been and, hitting this uh, stash. And, uh, <laughs> Thanks for nothing. So I kind of wanted to, kind of, well, it was free, so it didn't cost you anything. Except that, unfortunately, I got so stressed out at work this week that I, I don't know if you want to call it an impulse buy, yeah. but uh, I guess all the dance commercials and you talking about it for the last couple Saturdays paid off because I oh. went and I bought, I bought a supply. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. I, I, I'm like you at, at it. I will see, but you know, it certainly can't hurt because those ingredients are good for you and they'll be good for other things in our body too, but I just thought I'd see if I could uh, start some trouble between you and Dan by bringing it up that he's been uh, ta- taking his taking his stash. Yeah. Well, you oh, and are going to cause some would, would, you, would you send me some, please? <laughs> actually, actually, there's one left, so Dan's really going to come after me, Uh-oh. but I want Hoff Daddy, Hoff Daddy to gyp this and send this to Dan because Dan's going to be actually happy. I already texted him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's going to actually be well, happy about this. Right? I'll tell, yeah, tell Dan I love listening to him and Amy in the mornings, and I love listening to y'all yes. uh, early uh, early Saturday afternoons, and, and all your shows are great. And thank, thank you. you for keeping us so informed and entertained. Thank you so much, Marie. I really appreciate it. He's a jackass. Ah, wow. <laughs> oh, see the hate. You wow. know what? Hate is well, going to hate. she made the trouble. All I did was extend it. Hate is going to hate. Ain't is going to hate. You know, that's, that's that's how it is. I get it. Could you pronounce that a little more clearly? So oh, Norman oh, and oh, oh, can oh, No, that's, that, that is the black vernacular. Hate is going to hate. We, we hate just, is going to hate. We just need to make sure Norman can understand. That's, <laughs> that's from, um, what's that movie with... Um, Ah, uh, he got canceled though. Um, uh, what's the big the the, the what's his name? Half Daddy. Uh, I'll think about it during the break. He must have been a Republican if he was. Canceled. No, it was the movie with Kim Jong Un. Remember when they blew up? Oh, and blew him up. Uh, and Seth then, Rogen. Yeah. yeah. It, what was that movie though? Pineapple Express. But, no, it wasn't Pineapple Express. That no. was the that was the weed movie. That's when they every all, all Seth Rogen movie is a weed movie. But this oh is gosh. when they blew up Kim Kim Jong Un and all that. Oh, it, it's I the got, interview. The interview. That's it. The oh interview. Yes, the interview. <laughs> you guys got me off my I can't believe you said that And then you use Barack Obama to say it <laughs> Man, it's just insult Jim, hold the line Oh, God <laughs> I'll take you when we get right back This is Black and Right With John Anthony On AM560 The Answer Welcome back To Black and Right Radio 
as you see, Hoff Daddy, I am enunciating, clearly articulating my words. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> For Mr. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Pie Doc, what just happened? Uh, what well, just happened? You know, honestly, uh, it, it, over break, I, I actually took the uh, the 120 Life, and it, this one apparently is for healthy blood pressure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's down to 153 over 107, even with us laughing and joking. And what over, was it prior to? It was 184 four over 113 or something like that. Hoff Daddy, what did I tell you? That stuff works. Yeah. 120 Life works. I'm, listen, I I'm take not doubting it. you. I just also don't believe you. Well, <laughs> which is to say, you're good it's at not, that. It's not necessarily the same. I'm willing to split hairs on that one. No, you're not. Oh my goodness. Hey, I've, I've gotten to know you too well for that. Now you you, you can't pull that wool over my eyes. But I, I will ask you to please extend my appreciation to Dan Prof for getting into his stash because it it actually tastes really good. It does. I'm telling you, oh, dude. Now that I take it now, I, I when normally I get like my blood pressure rises, especially with Valon. Valon's a troublemaker. He knows how to get that. Get under my skin and, and raise my blood pressure. Uh, one time I came in here, it was like two hundred over one thirty something. Right? I you had took to go that, home that man, that's, no, that's no, 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 no. This was this stroke was, factor. This, this was this was when Dan Prof first brought this here, and I took one. Did it drop down to one forty something over over? I think it was a one forty over 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 eighty nine or something like that. And I didn't have a problem the rest of the show. And I start every time I come here, I hit one I hit one of Dan's stash up. He's gonna have to. He's gonna make me pay for it. I know that. You know, yeah, but, but not using money, right? Well, he's he's going to make you pay for it in some interpersonal way. That, that, that's that's true. <laughs> Let's go to Jim from South Elgin, who's also a sponsor of Black and Right. Thank you so much, sir. Well, it's my pleasure. I just hope you guys are having a nice day, and uh, just run a couple short things. The uh, uh, there was a, a tremendous amount of class displayed at the uh, congressional baseball game this week when Democratic Linda Sanchez flipped off the Republicans when she was walking by their dugout. Oh well. Talking talking about a sad sack of fat potatoes. These this lady is so sad and miserable. She's horrible, and she has to be so classes like this. This is what these people are. Yeah, I, yeah, I have right. to refer to that as uh, double digit inflation. Apparently, she's supporting the position that uh, recession is actually two negative quarters in the uh, GDP. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny how they change their definition <clears throat> when uh, Biden's around. Yeah, if, if Trump was president, then you'd. You'd hear nothing but the trumpets blaring. Well, they're trying to simplify his note cards for him. <laughs> <Just> ignore. <laughs> That's right. Oh it's, God! Except when a teleprompter goes out. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then uh, also recently, the uh, another a bit of vaccine jab news. There was a famous singer from uh, the country of Colombia. His name was Dario Gomez, and he just passed away after having his third uh, uh, jab. Oh, and, you know, you, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Justin Bieber, you know, he had uh, yeah. he developed facial paralysis. paralysis. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. whole bunch of bad reactions to these things. That's bad why juju. Stay away from these chips. Yeah, it's a lot stay of bad from... juju. That's right. You got it. So, All right, Jim. Thanks no, so much. No, no bad juju for me. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you at? Are you out of country or are you here? No, I'm at working in my house, in my office, rather. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually going to with uh, Chris Lawson is having his event out in Kane County. Uh, it's called Porgy, is Porgy Pig. Uh, oh, yes. Is that today? He wants to run. And Darren Bailey, he wants to run again for King County Treasurer. He was a King County board member, uh, yeah. board chair, chair for a long time. When he left, he left him with a three hundred two hundred fifty dollars surplus, and now they're broke. You know, I actually, so uh, I actually uh, got my uh, scholarship, Illinois General Assembly scholarship, from Chris Lawson. So please give him my yeah. my kind regards. He's an awesome guy. He really, is. I, oh, I he love is. Chris. Well, I well, love I'm going him. out to support him because we got to get him back so we can kind of you know pull in the purse strings for this era, you know. 
this ir- irresponsible spending in King County. Talk about somebody who, and, who who's the definition of conservatism. That's Chris oh, absolutely. Lawson. Absolutely. You know. And then tomorrow afternoon, I'm going up to uh, Senator Johnson's event up in Lake Geneva. Oh, woo, look at that. Ron nice. Johnson's having an event up there, so I'm going to head up there. Have fun, brother. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you. Going. That, there good. it is. Jimmy Conimos. Oh, my God. That's, no guys, patience for us. No, you guys had me laughing. Man. He's gone. Who's that? Jim. Yeah, he you gone. You hear him hang up. Yeah, he's he like, gone. Oh, yeah. Click. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's I, been half seconds. Yeah. Since All right, we're done. I gotta Goodbye. go. Hour <laughs> <laughs> three, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. You ain't black. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. I'm ish. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the Welcome back to Black and Right. The host is Blackish. They're trying to make me an escape coat. <laughs> oh, how daddy got the jokes today, boy. Seriously. They are good jokes, too. I can't do nothing but laugh. Welcome back. Hey, if you missed the first two hours, head over to 560theanswer.com. Click on the Black and Right podcast. You can download the podcast, listen to this show anytime you like. You can be sitting by the pool, listening to the show, you know, throughout the week when you don't have anything to do. And if you're Norman in Rockford, just throw your radio in the pool. Yeah. Well, that might work. Go get a new radio. <laughs> that, might, that, that just might work. Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I mean, he can jip another radio too, though, George. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Now, I'm going to have to agree with him now and ask that he starts speaking English. <laughs> uh, it's pur- purposely done. Uh, I got my good friend, the Pi Doc, Dr. DJ Scottsburg, former um, school superintendent, uh, principal, current um, university. Would you call yourself a professor or adjunct professor? Uh, well, adjunct professor, professor, same thing. Um, yeah. it's, it's, uh, well, one has tenure, the other one doesn't, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I <laughs> I still teach master's classes. Love yeah. it. Um, I've been searching for audio on this Trump Rico case because uh, apparently it looks like the statute of limitations is something that he may have to fight because it, uh, it looks like the statute of limitations on that is over. Uh, I I think that was raised as a point, but the issue is when did he file? Did he right. file in time? And uh, you know, I, in in reading the 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 suit. Um, you know, if you if your listeners are, are bored and they want want some interesting reading, you jump to page sixty one of the document, starting at paragraph two sixty nine. He starts laying out in in his argument that um, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton campaign, the DNC, Perkins, Coy, Elias, and Sussman all constitute an association. This has in, in Rudy fact, Giuliani written all over. It, it does, and and actually, you know, Rudy Giuliani um, had one of the first uh, RICO convictions yeah. um, back in in New York. But it's interesting that. The, the one of the the other following paragraphs actually said that the enterprise had an existence and legitimate business and political purpose separate and apart from the racketeering activity itself, including and specifically to prevent Trump from um, uh, 
moving forward with his political career and impeding his ability to effectively govern through fraudulent, deceptive, and criminal means, including but not limited to falsely implicating Trump as the plaintiff, the Trump campaign, and the Trump administration as colluding with Russia. So the Russian hoax that Trump has been talking about all along, which has come out to be true, absolutely factual, has opened the door and... He, he doesn't need any more money, but he's going to be dipping into some deep pockets yeah. if he wins this case. And I, I think he has a really strong And I, I strong, personally strong. think it's a smart play. Absolutely. How <laughs> What do you think about this RICO charge? I think that's a smart play to come after the Clinton uh, mafia. I think it is if it's not smoke. I mean, you, smoke. you actually, actually have to have concrete links between these people and their actions and what you're suing. I mean, it... You know, it's Rico's a very powerful tool yeah. as far as especially if you're prosecution, but also in civil. Too. Well, it's not all you need. It's, it's just sort of a high yeah. high level of of burden that you have yeah. to meet in order to prove the connections between these people, and also that they all conspired together as part of an organization. Well, that the well, Democrats, you'll never get that with the, them. But the interesting thing is, he filed it in the Southern District of Florida, yeah. which has yeah. the tendency to be much more conservative. So I think, you know, the way that they're doing it is setting him up for a win. And is, yeah, but, 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 you know, one thing about the Democrats, I've been around them pretty much my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And that's purposely done by them, but they know what they're doing. Well, they know what they're doing (laughs) because it's it's stealing money out of somebody else's back pocket. But it's so hard to, 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 to make, to make the connection with Mm. Democrats. You know, they, you know, they'll go, they'll go off and do something, you know, and the next person in line already knows what they have to do without them having to tell them what to do. You know, just like um, Eric Holder becoming, um, what was he, the um, attorney general, attorney general. Mm-hmm. you know, he knew what his role was. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the other young lady, the short black lady, she knew what her role was. You know, I mean, I mean this is all political, in my opinion. Ooh, it- just, um, Justice Brown Jackson. No, the one that the one that met with Clinton on the on the tarmac. Oh, you remember? Yeah. So you know, I mean, stuff like that. See, it, yeah, Republicans they're not dumb enough to do something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> or smart enough, should I say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because Democrats they do things and they can care less about the consequences. Yeah. Why? Why do you think they can care less about the consequences? Well, look at what's happening in the state of Illinois. I mean, you know, we've talked we've talked about this before. Kwame Raoul still isn't going after all of these these slime balls that have been breaking the laws, right? You know, it, hey Kwame, if you're listening, step up and do your job. Otherwise, yeah. you're abdicating your duties under your oath of office. But he's got a 5.4 billion reasons not to, though. Well, sure. You know the five point. You know what the five point four is? Isn't that what he's worth now? Five point four. Yeah, yeah. He's got five point five point four billion reasons why. Which and, and Pritchett can easily drop three hundred million dollars. Well, doesn't that mean he can easily put toilets back in his properties? <sighs> Did he put them back in yet? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is he paying One taxes? Is he paying taxes on them? Maybe he just selectively goes to properties with toilets after buffet night. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Or, or that's he, smelly. Or he's he's blowing up the restroom at the buffets. <laughs> that's smelly. But 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 I, I I do think that's a smart play if the statues statue of limitations. Is not up um, for Trump to go the Rico way. Yeah, you know politicians don't like R- Rico. No. Now rap stars are starting to realize just yeah. how powerful Rico exactly. is. With um, the kid down in Atlanta, Young Thug, or, I don't listen to that much rap. 
Some of it I do. No, I don't. I'm not young thug. I don't, I don't like. Not as much as you used to. Because <laughs> wait, no, wait, Hop Daddy. See, those I'm are the listening. People, those are the people George from Rockford is talking about. Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. Today, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, you sounded like yeah. Emil Jones for a second. Right. Like Tupac. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm old school rap. Did you hear what I said? What I said? You just sound like Emil Jones. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. At least, I, at least I still have my hair. Oh, <laughs> for I'm now. Like, Emo's great though. He, he, Emo's 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 a funny dude. He is funny. Funny. I remember a story with being down in Springfield, and this lobbyist came to him with a check, and he said, um, "You're gonna have to take that back, and bury it, make it grow. It needs more zeros on it." <laughs> <laughs> he has he had some panache when it came to communicating. Yeah. Speaking of Springfield, you know, we were in the in the first second we were talking about um with I think it was uh, Marie or was it Nancy about um the uh, Illinois lottery and money yeah. going towards oh, Yeah, you um, found an article. Yeah, so Illinois policy actually put out an article um and um back in um uh, the, the, when the lottery started Today, back in, in, in 1960, yes, seriously, in when, nine, when the lottery started really? in no, 19, only when you say, yeah, wow. right. and it's today, Junior, George, yeah, exactly. So when the lottery was enacted in 1973, but started in 1974, you were talking 47, 48 years ago. The premise was that all of that money would basically go into the common school fund, and back in 2009. Here's a shocker. Who was in charge of, of the House and Senate in Springfield in 2009? Who? Who? You tell me. The, you were, the you Democrats. Were, you, okay. And who was in charge of the governor's office in 2009? Oh, um, Blago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In 2009, they passed a law that then broke that promise saying that all that money would go into the common school fund. They capped it at uh, the lottery amount for 2009 levels. So that's 13 years ago. So that billion dollar jackpot that we just had. Not all of that is going to go because it's the the amount that goes into the common school fund is capped at that amount. All the other money that they bring in goes to capital projects. Yeah, of those, course, those pet projects that the politicians have in Springfield. So, to, to uh, I think it was Marie's point. That, yeah, that's that's a major issue. And the, uh, but again, yeah. you get what you vote for. Yeah. Does I mean does any of that go to pensions? How about we try to figure out the well, pension crisis? Actually, pensions are paid out of the common school fund, and most of the money that now goes into it. Um, but is, I'm talking about from the lottery money. That's what I'm saying. The lottery money goes into the common school fund. Okay, 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 and yeah. the majority of that money from the common school fund actually goes into pensions. And even, you know, state funding, you know, when you look at a school budget, which I've had to do as, as a superintendent, 75 to 80% of all the expenditures in a school district go to salary and benefits. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, 20 to 25% is actually spent on brick and mortar and other school supplies and stuff for, for kids for instructional materials. But, yeah, 75 to 80% salary and benefits. Which is why they're trying to bring back the progressive income tax in a different form and fashion and shape now. Right. Um, they're trying to disguise it up now. Um, well, but they're going to bring it back. And, and why you voted for uh, pension reform. That's why. Oh, I, of course I voted. You know, oh, you want to get into that? You want to touch me with that? You know that because you, you called me from the House floor. Why would you vote for that? Because oh. it was the it was the you know, I, I had Republicans. Oh, I, I know you were on the House floor. I was sitting in my office and I, we had words. I had Republicans and then I had Democrats upset. Good bill. Good bill for me. <laughs> if Republicans and Democrats are upset, that's a good bill in my opinion. Absolutely. Because we had to do something. If, if nobody's happy, it's, it's good legislation. But we had to do something. Remember I Detroit. Agree. I agree. Remember what happened to Detroit. We'll talk about that when we get back. Hey. Uh, 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 uh.
This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Well, Hoff Daddy, you should be doing stand-up comedy, brother. You missed your calling. No, no, I didn't. You've had me dying laughing all day today. You need higher comedic standards. Yeah, but you come after me. I'm laughing even at myself. You laugh. You, you. Well, that's easy. As if that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both, come both on, man. Yeah, whatever. You both. You bums. come on, man. You bums. <laughs> you both are bums. See, even Uncle Joe agrees. Bum. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that voice you hear is the Pydoc himself. Um. DJ. Doctor. DJ. Remember, you got to call him doctor. No, you Trust do not me. have to call him No, I'm doctor. just kidding. Call me Dr. DJ Skogsbetty. Skogsbetty. Um, you should have two sets of business cards. The first one says Dr. DJ, and then if somebody says, oh, hey, DJ, and he hands him a second one, it just says, it's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's doctor. That's exactly what he does. Uh, he does good woodworking, too. He um, He's the one that did all yeah, of Yeah, this thing looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll hold it up to the camera before we end the show. Yeah, what's the name of that the woodworking business? Uh, it's a World Tree Woodworking and Crafts. Yeah, so the, my, my wife and I both do crafting. I do a lot of the woodworking and laser engraving and yeah. stuff. So you did all, provided all of our cups, mugs, mugs, yeah. coffee yeah. mugs. Yeah, so we we appreciate. That. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come in today. You having fun? I'm loving it. See, I told you it's going to be a lot of fun. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. See, I don't like to get fired. <laughs> I like to have fun. Even even words I can't say. Um, George from um, was was his name? George uh, Norman. I Norman Norman yeah. from Rockford. If you guys missed it, um, hold on, Kip and Mark. I just have to read something really quickly. Um, that I got a very lovely note from someone in the mail, Norman from Rockford. Oh, please! You got a scathing diatribe <laughs> and rightfully <laughs> deserved. Wait, that's fan mail <laughs> right after the S has hit it. Rightfully yeah. deserved. <laughs> hey, mush mouth. <laughs> rightfully reserved. His huh? name was Roger. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the um, author of this uh, beautiful love letter. Tells me that uh, first of all, he he has no idea that I have I have like six head injuries. TBI, traumatic brain yeah. injury. If anybody listens to this show for more than thirty minutes, I'm sure they do. They, they yeah. too will suffer uh, uh, from yeah. traumatic brain injury. <laughs> yes, that's right. Signor, Blexit, and Robert from Mystery YouTube, March, They all know this. Now they they talk about me all the time. But but no, seriously, I've had major head injuries. You know, pistol whipped, mm-hmm. crowbar, bats, falling downstairs. Yep. You know. Piece yeah. of maple in my garage. You know, that's not, I mean, come on, George. <laughs> George went through worse than that. That was though. just for fun. George went through worse than that, though. Mm, so I'll, 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 I'll start here. He says, um, uh, I wish he could spell, but he said, you do <laughs> as well. Drop off and trail away sometimes, but your main biggest problem is that you're not separating your words, but rather slurring, slurring them, and you are not pronouncing them recognizably. He didn't spell that right. Yeah. Clearly, which is clearly, and distinct, distinctly, distinctly. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to read this. Trust me, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Frankly, you're speaking in black vernacular, and it's not my fault. I can't follow you. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh, sorry, that wasn't in there. <laughs> if you're happy with a black only listenership, keep doing what you're doing. But if you'd like to address all Chicagoland, please speak English. Thank you. Norman from Rockford. Hey, thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I, I would actually suggest to, to Norm from Rockford if you know he wants to send in a letter that wants to be clearly understood, um, so that's re- so that recipient can can read it effectively. 
Type it. Yeah, please. I, and if you don't have a computer, I'm sure you might have a, a, a an old Selectric. Or, or just hold it up to the, to the camera so they can see it. Right. Right. Or just don't rage wow. write it. Right. right. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, just don't just don't write it in such a uh, such a shake a hand shaking yeah. rage against. I mean, this you is, think he was like ah, this son of a gun? I, I, I honestly do. I think his his brain the words were coming out of his brain faster than his hand could put it down on the paper. Yeah, and it was frustrating for him. I've seen that quite a bit. Uh, Susan from Facebook. Villan is he, he's no longer welcome here. The troublemakers no longer welcome here. What? Let's go to Kip from Stillman Valley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, What's up, guys, thanks for my. Thanks for my call. I got a question for all you. Why is China so threatened about Pelosi? Is it that she can put her hands in the back pockets of the world order before the China can? Or what's the deal with the chip manufacturing going out? I mean, they threaten to blow her plane out of the sky. Am I talking out of my butt or what? You know You know what, Chip? I, I think for, for, uh, for China, it's a matter of controlling... Um, chip manufacturing and development. I mean, if it, the U.S. ships uh, or, or builds its own um, industry of, of building chips here in, in the United States on the home front instead of outsourcing to China and other countries, it, it takes that power and control out of China's hand, but at the same time, it then makes it so that the U.S. doesn't have to rely on on, on Taiwan and maintaining that relationship. So I think um, it, it's more of an easy out for the U.S., but I, I think it would be completely detrimental to Taiwan and, and the people in Taiwan uh, because then China just slides right in, takes control, and you know converts that back over to. Uh, well, I understand all about that, but th- th- aren't we the, the the powerful nation that basically gave over all of our technical things over to China? Hey, hey Kip, and, Kip, uh, Kip, yeah, America was powerful until we until China holds all, all of our debt. China holds all of our debt. If China, I can't imagine a day China calls our debt. Well, you, oh, dude, you know, I mean, really, I mean, you really want to go back to plowing with your hands and your back, you know? I mean, that's what they're trying to do with all the world energy and everything, right? Well, and, and the the fiasco in Afghanistan didn't help the U.S.'s uh, well, presence on the world stage, the first not mistake, to mention Ukraine. But all the other ones, a terrible mistake that's yeah. been going on, you yeah. know? Kip, Kip. I'll be quiet and listen. Thanks. Yeah, but Kip, Kip, I, I really also believe it's it's about uh, not giving Taiwan the respect. China mm-hmm. wants to take over Taiwan yesterday, and I think Nancy Pelosi, which I have no clue why she's poking the poking the bear, you know, or the Nancy, dragon, or the dragon, whatever you want to call them. Go ahead. What you got, Half Daddy? Oh no, I just I just got a call from some lady who was very upset that we were making fun of Norman from Rockford. Um, I don't think she understood what was actually being said. Yeah. I think she thought we were making fun of Norman for being black or something. I, I no, it, making, it was a very confusing call. We're fun of John. I tried to explain, and then she goes, "Oh, you're just going to talk over me." No, I'm just I, yeah. trying to have a conversation. He goes, "Well, I'm an American." It's like, okay, we're all Americans. Yeah, America. folks, just try to listen a little bit, please. If you listen a little better. You might understand. Yeah, because Norman Especially Norman was Norman, Norman was attacking me. No, yeah. if you're listening, Norman was attacking me for sounding too black. Sounding too according black. According to Norman. Yeah. 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 Clown so show. I, I was sound I'm sounding too black. I'm using too much black vernacular. Uh well, I am black ish. It well ish. So, you know, I'm from the hood. You know, how I used I to mean, talk. I mean, you're black enough for the ABC network, that's right. for sure. How I used to talk at one point? I was hoodish. I mean, I had, I mean, straight up Ebonics. Yeah, but wait a minute. You didn't vote for Joe Biden. You ain't black. Shut up. You bum. 
<laughs> Whatever. Let's go to Mark. Man on the street. What's up, brother? Hey, it's Mark Wiremore, Man on the Street. I got a quick Man on the Street report. Four quick items. Next week on the 7th is the one-year anniversary of Ella French, Chicago police officer Ella French's uh, death when she was shot down on a traffic stop. She apparently did not pull her weapon because they want to kind of like ease up on on uh, traffic stops and make make police officers nicer. She ends up getting killed. This, and this is what we should be talking about more, not about banning guns, how we right. can protect police officers. So a couple quick events. Uh, I'm at Northfield right now at the uh, Unity picnic. So we're trying to bring people back together after Amen. the primaries. And then, uh, uh, and also tonight, there's going to be, it looks like a big candidate or forum, what do you call it, meet and greet. Uh, Darren Bailey's going to be there, Stephanie Trussell, Thomas DeVore, uh, Dan Brady, Kathy Salvi. It's going to be a great event at the Double Tree, 6 p.m. It's free. Come on out. That's an also the Double Tree. I don't have the address. Uh, two other quick things. President Trump, my president, is going to be in Milwaukee Friday night. Milwaukee area, I don't have the the details and i'm going to see president trump next week at the conservative political action conference in dallas texas they called CPAC. yeah you forgot to buy my ticket but that's okay <laughs> so i'll buy you a bar down there or i'll buy actually i'll buy you a, a pass at the water park at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> thank you mark i appreciate that brother so it sounds like you got a, well, a full week report, yeah sounds like you got a full week too Yep, and if you want to come down, you and Mark Vargas want to come down and do the shows down in Dallas, that would be great. Uh, uh, like I said, I'll buy you guys a drink at the bar. I wish it was that easy to just go down there and do the show. It's uh, As you can tell, I, I got the boat show coming up um, September 17th. It's a lot more than just showing up with, with equipment, and you got to get approval from the people there. Maybe if you get with um, Mr. Slap, Matt Slap, let him know that I want to do the show there, and maybe he can... Um, you know, fast track the approval. Yeah, I'll just text him right now and see what he says. I'll do it. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mark. Have a good one. And I'll see you on the seventeenth. So All right. I'll see, I'll be on your boat with you. So. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Oh my God. So now I'm attacking Norman when he was. I and I re, I didn't read the bad stuff he wrote. Yeah. I read what I thought was safe for radio. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. It's the Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Pi Doc himself, Dr. DJ Scoogsbetty. Oh, Scoogsbetty. You okay, Scoogsbetty? You see how radio just goes into different hey. directions? We were going someplace else and then somebody called. Man, George sounds like a Hanna-Barbera Please. character. Hey, you know what? Well, you have, have, you have yeah. more squirrel moments than, than an ADHD oh, kid. Oh, I'm pretty I mean, sure seriously. I saw Scoogsbetty on, uh, on Yogi's Space Race. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, you I, would know. It could have been. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You like one of those savants. You know everything. I, is... I know a lot of crazy stuff. Oh. It's it's. True. How many languages do you speak? Fluently five. Five. Yeah. Look at that. But, this uh, guy. I don't yeah. know what to say about that. Yeah, uh, it's good times. Uh, hey, I meant to to ask you. I know we were we were talking about um uh you know funding with the Illinois Lottery um but I, I was hoping that we could actually talk about how that then connects with all the unfunded mandates um you know and 
it, people can look them up. If you go to the Illinois Association of School Boards website, just look up IASB and mandates enacted since 1992. And how many are there in it? 1992. Now, now, re- now get re- ready for this. Now, so you know I, I teach education law. It's one of my favorite classes to teach. And I talk about both unfunded mandates in um, my ed law and my ed finance classes. But <clears throat> since 1992, the year I graduated high school, there have been over 240 unfunded mandates enacted by the General Assembly. Okay, stop. On school, stop because a lot of people don't understand what an unfunded mandate and is. I'm that, that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna define that for you, John, and I'm not gonna change the definition. Oh, you're not? I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Um, oh, you don't sound like a lib. Yeah, that's true. Leftist. So, an unfunded mandate is a law that is passed that requires a school district to implement a particular action without additional funding from the general assembly. So. Um, when the mandate came out, it came out, and I, I, a lot of these, I'm like, okay, I get it. This is for the safety and security of students. I don't, you know, question those. But here's the challenge. So when we had to start purchasing um, defibrillators in schools, and they had to be within 50 feet of a sports venue. All right. Now there are some schools that, in order to play baseball or softball, now you're already not getting fully funded. But and then correct, okay. you're not getting fully funded. But see, here's the thing: if you have to play baseball or softball off campus because you don't have the facilities on your campus, um, which happens, you know, when when I was uh, superintendent in, in um, Lockport, we didn't have a baseball field or a softball field on our property. Um, the the challenge is that we then had to get portable defibrillators. And the lifespan of those is only like three to five years. So it's a recurring and increasing cost on the schools. Now, I won't argue about doing stuff that is for the, the safety and well-being of students. I, I completely support doing that type of stuff. But it, it, it's a, 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 a challenge to try to keep and maintain a balanced budget as a superintendent or a chief school business official when all of these continuous laws keep coming into play. And I got to tell you, I mean, I, when I would get, go to the superintendent's roundtables, um, I would uh, um, have, have, have conversations with the legislators, and they would say, hey, is, what, what, what's some of the things we can do? And I would always, always say, stop passing unfunded mandates. If you're going to put something into a law, fund it. Right. And, you know, one of my um, – uh, State uh, reps who used to be the uh, regional superintendent of Will County actually made some pop shot comment to me at one of these meetings. She says, when was the last time you were in Springfield? Probably eighth grade. And I said, no, actually, it was when I took my fifth grade daughter to meet you in, in Springfield. And now I'm regretting it. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So she's trying to bust my chops in front of my colleagues and she ended up looking like a horse's patoot. And, then, and that's no, that you got and there's nothing you as a superintendent can do. Well, can you say can you say to the legislative body? You can pass the mandate, the unfunded mandate, we're not abiding by it. Or is there a funding mechanism that they kick in to where if you don't accept the unfunded mandate, there's another uh, avenue where they'll cut your funding in this area? Yeah, it's basically a bully pulpit. So yeah. if, if, for example, you don't abide by that, then you know the, the, the State Board of Education uh, legislature can basically say, well, we're not going to approve your budget even if it's passed by your board. And so you We know, saw you, a lot of that threatened during the uh, mask mandate. Yeah, absolutely. And and so that's a you know a challenge and you know I mean Carmen Ayala who's the state superintendent um, is is a a dear friend and, and colleague of mine I have a great deal of respect for her but I I feel like she has been put into a position where she's nothing shy of a political puppet for Pritzker and you know she's having to bow to the whims and wishes. Should we go back to an elected superintendent? Absolutely, state superintendent. Absolutely, 
because right now the way that the state superintendent is is put into place is that Pritzker appoints the board, and then the board appoints who, whom, whomever the governor wants. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Education should not be political. It should. It should be absolutely politically neutral. And the a- way a- education should be locally controlled. The oh, federal government should have no part, no say in education. In my, goes, that's goes my opinion. To, goes back to Article 10. And yeah. here's the thing. Remember who was on the state constitutional convention committee Mike in Maddie. 1970 and actually got the state superintendent off the Mike elected Maddie. list. Michael Madigan. Uh, so once Michael again, Madigan. people of the state of Illinois, you get what you vote for. That's true. Are you trying to make sure you don't impugn innocent Michael Madigan? That's right, because okay. because there's a there's a really good Republican down in Springfield oh, okay. named there Michael, That's Michael right. Madigan, who, about that. who's also a, he owns restaurants down there. So yep. got to make sure we don't impugn him. He ran for state rep, actually. Yeah, you know, so one specific Michael Madigan. Yeah, there's, Michael J. Looks like he's guarding. Too bad a Jesse gold. White dropped out of the. Uh, oh, oh. the you mean the, liber- the white the, libertarian, the libertarian Jesse, Jesse White? White. Yeah. Did you hear about that? How oh, daddy? He was white. His name was Jesse White. He was running for Secretary of State. That would have been. Amazing to see, but he dropped out. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Yeah, my, my voice drops down when Marvin comes on because you know. You got to be smooth as butter. So, what happens when George Michael's voice comes on? Uh, he does. George Michael doesn't come on the show. That's <laughs> Unless Verlon's in charge show of the music. R E S P I C T. Thank you, Hawk Daddy. You defended me. I can't believe that. Respect. I, I feel so warm and fuzzy inside, Hawk Daddy. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Anthony. Hawk Daddy, man. This you- is the dumbest damn show on air. <laughs> Yeah, all right. According kid. to somebody, right? <laughs> Seriously, uh, let's rein it in there, guys. Scoops, Betty. Hey, I told you, I like to have fun. I, I, know, um, I know. Now, you and I both live in Kendall County. Yes, sir. Um, you, you, I, I saw an article. You're gonna get my blood pressure up. Again. I know, I know. Uh, you should have probably tested it before we 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 um, started this segment. But you saw that there's a proposal to close Kendall County Jail mm-hmm. and the inmates to be shipped over to Kane County Jail. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a lot of friends that work back there in the Kendall County Jail. I, I was a Kendall County Sheriff's deputy. I was on the road, and so I had a lot of interactions because I did. I made a lot of arrests and was in the back of the jail a lot. And I got to know a lot of these people, cause start, hang, started hanging out with some of these people. Um, one guy in particular, Jason, I mean Jeremy, he's one, one of my really close friends. Um, I know the article states that there's a... a, a that Kane County, the Kane County Sheriff and the Kendall County Sheriff said that the Kane County Sheriff said that he would allow some of the Kendall County correctional officers to lateral. Well, that's not what I'm getting from these people, from the, the people that are working right there. So not they're so, afraid of they all all 30, 30 plus officers, deputy correctional deputies will lose their jobs. Right. Well, but, but let's clarify, because the proposal that was reported through WSPY and mm-hmm. a number of other local news agencies, Kendall County Record, et cetera, came out and said that. Um, sheriff um, Ron Hain, who's a Kane County Sheriff, um, and Dwight Wait, Baird, who is the Kendall I wasn't County say the Sheriff. Names, but okay, well, they're political figures. I know, but they're, I wasn't going to say they're elected officials. They're two and, friends of mine, so I wasn't yeah, going to say the names. They're not friends of mine. I'm a citizen of of, of Kendall County, <laughs> so I will have a say in this. Yeah. And and I'm going to tell you right now, um, Dwight Baird's name comes up on on the uh, 
on the the ballot, or, or actually, with any luck, he'll retire sometime in the near future. But if he runs again, I will. No, he is running. I will vote. There's for no. It. He has no opponent. Well, that's a shame. I just yeah. won't mark the box then. Yeah. But this really bothers me because, you know, first of all, this stems back to the cashless bail issue and the reason why. Correct. So Kendall County Jail has um, about two hundred beds. Two, of they eight, actually have two hundred. Two hundred beds, and they're averaging um, housing 50. 50, 50 to fifty five mm-hmm. inmates. Okay, fine. So you're doing that. Well, they're saying, well, we can, you know, share facilities and share duties. Wait, can I pause you there? Yeah, that's not that's that doesn't include the high profile people that are inside the jail as well, right? That that they receive either from Cook County or some some high profile person right. that's in Kendall County. That does not include right that fifty to fifty five. Those people are not included in that number, right? But 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 John, that just adds to my point. So, on top of saying you're going to save two million dollars by closing down the Kendall County Jail. You're going to have a negative impact on the Yorkville Police Department because it is the the um, county seat, right? And well, they you know why though? Do you know why Yorkville does not have a, a holding cell? Right. They they don't have a holding cell. So where's Yorkville supposed to do? Go what? Kane County um, um, Sheriff's uh, Office is uh, you, you miles think, away. Maybe they'll partner with Oswego or Plano. Yeah. yeah I no. mean, how I about mean, we just keep the jail open? Yeah. Right. How about because you're going to ruin so many other people's lives who may not be able... Some people are short-timers. And what happens with, with the cashless bail? But that goes back to your, one of the points you made earlier. My issue is, if you're going to do this and close down the jail, how many people's professional uh, lives are going to be absolutely gutted and destroyed? I'm not a fan of this. I'm not. As, a, as a citizen of yeah. Kendall County, I am not a fan yeah, of Yeah, because, because I, I, I know the men and women back there, they work hard. In, in Kendall County Sheriff's Office as correction as COs, they work very hard, and and they go above and beyond uh, what they're called to do because they love their jobs. Uh, I'm thinking of friends like Gene, you know. Uh, I'm thinking of my, 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 I mean Melcher. I'm right. thinking about all these people who are yeah. working there, and they and and they got they will no longer have a job. Well, right. And, and here's the other thing, though. Even though you know, um, Kane County Sheriff Ron Hain um, reported saying reported as saying that. Um, they were, King County Sheriff's Department would have a lateral hiring program. Okay, fine. But is he going to hire all of the staff that will lose right. their jobs Support from Kendall staff County, number too. one? Yeah, number one. But number two, are they going to get paid at the King County rate, or is he uh-huh. going to keep them at the Kendall County yeah. rate? Because you know King County's got more money than Kendall. Well, I'll tell you this, though. It's not over, because the board has to approve it. Both the, boards. Both right, county but, boards. And, and, and if, if, I was a Kendall, if I was still a Kendall County Sheriff's Deputy, and if, if I worked in the correctional office, uh, you got Scott Grider, who's running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 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 the head of the board. He's the president of um, the Kendall County Board. Um, you have all these different. I won't say the rest of their names, but if you if they they're all up for reelection. Yeah, and does he have any uh, opposition on on? Uh, well, he's going. He's running up against Lauren uh, Lauren Underwood. Really? Yeah, he's running against. Mm. You don't want to give this as an as a, as something for Lauren Underwood to it, run against it, you. Exactly. You're ruining thirty plus people's. Lives exactly. Now, that that's just the correction office. But what about their families? What about their kids? What, what about, about the safety of the community? Correct. Well, here's another question, right? So, if Kane County then needs to build a new prison because their old prison isn't big enough to handle the the amount that's the what's going on, there right it now, is. When what's the process for that? Do you need now a referendum to pass in both counties? Both counties in order for you to to fund, or are you just simply? Funding your neighbor's problem. I right. mean, this is this is not the way to do things. Or how about just go in and and have and repeal the safety act? This that was a bad bill. I called that bill. I called. Oh yeah, and I it hasn't even for, any, for anybody who's like it hasn't yeah. made a difference. Yeah. yeah, it's not in effect yet. It doesn't go into fully effect yeah. until January 2023. 
So don't give me that. Well, the, the issue with the cashless bail is that then you're going to have an upsurge in, in crime rates anyway because yeah. you can go ahead and shoot someone and yeah. get out of jail the, that night. So. But yeah, I just want to let the, the people in KCSO know I'm standing with you. If there's anything I can do uh, from this platform, it's all yours. We'll be right back. Sorry. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Welcome back. Got no way to Black and Right it, on so AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Looks like Facebook has shut us down again all. because of um, our music, Off Daddy. Ah, they shut us down so much. Yeah, on the replays, they actually even mute uh, the Eminem portion of Sean's opening. Oh, they do for every hour. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're watching a replay of the Sean Thompson show on Facebook and you go in there, um, there's like 25 seconds of silence where you go, "What did their stuff break? No, no, it's just being muted by Facebook because." You know, that licensed material, which even if it wasn't licensed, would be fair use, is yeah. just apparently just too much for them to it's handle. just too much? Okay. Aye. Because I, I, I thought we could use that uh, because we're not using, like, the whole song, right? Well, and, and not only that, but it's it's licensed. It's part of the, the thing that we're in. But, yeah, it's it's it, Facebook and YouTube and some of these various places, uh, they don't want to actually staff people. And, and it's actually sort of impractical to staff people to go through all of these things. Yeah. Um, so they have these bots that sort of go to detect. The reason they do that is because they don't want to get sued by publishers. Right. But really, the impetus should be on the publishers. Correct. The only should be on the publishers that you actually have to staff people Correct. to go through and find. And I think if they maybe imposed... Um, you know, some sliver of penalty on people who incorrectly flag things yeah. for copyright. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, they would probably be able to stem a lot of this this issue. But yeah, even the biggest issue with YouTube isn't that though. It's it's them just yeah. completely blacklisting their creators. Yeah. Well, so, well, well, I no longer have my channel. So yeah, even if yeah. you did, it wouldn't be promoted. Correct. Well, correct. It wouldn't show up in people's. No. Yeah. No. When I first started, it, it was, but not anymore. Um, that ain't right. No, it's not. It's not right. So, um, Pidoc, you had a good time today? Had a blast, man. I, I want to thank you and uh, George for being so hospitable. Hey, Daddy, don't say his ma- name. Make, make me feel welcome. What Daddy. difference <laughs> at this point does it make? <laughs> Seriously. But uh, I, look, every time I've been on the radio for different things in, in my life, I've, I've always quoted my mom. She said, baby, you have a great face for radio. Your mama was right. Yeah. And Don't you start. brought that face. Yeah, exactly. I brought sure. the face, but I also brought the baritone. Um, <laughs> you know, Barry White inspired yeah. me. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. John jokes around. It's Pi Doc because um, uh, I got my doctorate on, on Pi Day. I was a math teacher. So uh, 2011, 314, March 14th of 2011. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, college isn't for everyone. And I, as an educator, I want to see vocational programs getting back yes. into schools How and done the next time we I, I get in here i want to i want to really delve into that because vocational trades need to be in middle schools and high schools yeah they used to be yeah. they used to be yeah, yeah. they were in prison once too. again it's, it's a funding issue yeah. they were in prisons too yep. Yep. i mean i mean think about it though you you go in Tremendous. that's that's what's called rehabilitation prisons used to be about rehabilitation yeah you get a lot of uh you know attention for schools and all oh, the arts and, and music and you're trying to do away with arts and music well that that is sort of ancillary yeah. they've literally did away with life skills 20 years ago yes. yeah absolutely and and you don't have that anymore at all that's cuz and critical thinking forget oh, about what's that what's that yeah that's because superintendents didn't fight back uh, oh <laughs> 
<laughs> why, why are you ducking down? I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you, afraid, you afraid something's no, going to get thrown at you? Superintendents got punked. <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> Them superintendents got punked and, and were afraid to, to, to push back because they didn't... It's political pressure, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they didn't, want, they didn't want to lose that big pension. Well, yeah, and once you see a district lose funding for, for bucking a system, then you go, okay, well, now my job is to look out for the best interest of these kids in this. Yeah. And it would be very easily to skew your thinking toward the path of listen, uh, bleh, Resistance. Norman better write a letter now. Path of least resistance. Thank you. Correct. Uh, You're welcome. And uh, I needed the educator yeah. on that one. Yeah. And, and that's why I, that's why I love what my pastor, Pastor Randy Bland, is doing with Grace Association. Yeah, he's he's putting schools up. He's going to be doing um, 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 schools for um, uh, like carpentry and things of that nature. Yep. He's bringing the skills back, and I, I love that for him. So go check out Grace Association. Yeah, hey, I know we got about 20 seconds left. Bags of Hope, uh, yeah. BOH2016.org. Check them out. They're doing a fundraiser coming up. They help hundreds and hundreds of kids in the uh, Will County, uh, Kendall County uh, area um, for food and secure homes. Yeah. And let's, Hoff Daddy, thank you. Pydoc, thank you. Hey, KCSO, I got your back. See you next week. The show is over. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.